Automotive Podcast number 371. One, one, light them up, boys. And they're off. So uh, tonight, we're doing a crackle cast. We're back outside. The sun's shining for at least another 20 minutes. Yeah, it was, it was literally snowing a day ago. Right. It was snowing, and <laughs> yeah. now it's not. And now it's delightful out. So we have to take advantage. We do. And to my immediate left is... Oscar. <laughs> so I was taking a sip. <laughs> and, and Oscar is now... A green gun hordle. Uh, holder <laughs> and drunk. And dr- <laughs> so yeah, you're you're now official. Official. You're no longer working on a temporary work visa. No. Nope. Living on a temporary work visa. Now, my, uh, now you're an official resident. Resident alien. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Why you gotta say alien? A permanent resident alien. <laughs> permanent resident alien. Mexican American. Yeah. And uh, to, to his left, Steve Sleepy. Sleepy. Um, Sleepy's been working at the shop this week, so yeah. he's got to see how the other half lives. No, he hasn't. Yeah, I mean, I'm just volunteering. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep, he's helping yep, out. Yep, yep, yep. And then to his immediate left, <laughs> Johnny Mack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to his left, Steve Hoffert. Yeah. And one of the reasons that, I, you know, outside Cracklecast, you're going to get some ambient noise, and, get, you know, it's been a while, right, since you've had some ambient. Uh, the, uh, it's, well, I have it every week before I come to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so. We can tell it's, uh, it's absolutely, you know, What's that, you what do? you doing? Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Well, we can hear you. You just can't yeah. hear you. Right. That doesn't say number four on it. Who's here. got four? Yeah. We got number four over here. Can you crank number four for me? Would you like some more? That's would you like some more better. headphones? You. There you go. That's it. All right. Fucking diva over here. Wow, man. man. Yeah. yeah, that's all. That's good. That's why we do sound check. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. Right. Perfect. He, he didn't have his headphones. Can you, can you hear it? I can hear it when you talk nice into the microphone. Right. Oh, oh. nice. Oh, who knew? Converts. Oh, wait, that's my. That's my key off my. Uh, my super cup. Yeah, my got. I'm I, sorry, I couldn't hear what you just said. There. I got the my my key off my super cup is just kind of hanging around here, waiting to blow away. <laughs> the uh, it is uh, this week has been a week for me shuttling bikes from the house to the you know from my garage at home, getting them here and then getting the cars because the snow finally stopped. So like, I've got cars where bikes should be and bikes where cars could be. So like, you go into my garage for winter time, my house, and you can't fall over in there. I mean, it's tight. So. But different things got to move. But the the moment of joy, the if you if you notice that I sound lighter, it's because I think I lost about four tons of weight this week. Yeah. Because we sold the Mazda Bongo Friendy camper van, oh. a pop top high top. It's not just a pop top. Nope, it's a high top pop top Mazda four wheel drive camper van. Was it the guy from uh, Michigan? Well, it was the guy from Denver, Boulder, Colorado. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, Boulder, Colorado. And I will say, hand to God, as they say, I have never worked harder <laughs> to sell a vehicle. Jesus. So um, his passion was great. He saw it listed on the Internet. He, he had an idea what he wanted. He, he knew what it was. He wasn't our average buyer that's looking for, uh, you know, daily transportation for the kids, you know. He was legit, knew what the fuck he wanted, knew what it was, knew the things he needed to be aware of, like a turbo diesel. You should really be wary of the head gasket, you know, because sometimes those might get overheated at some point in their life. Coolant management is an issue with turbo diesels. 
especially things that are like, you know, under three liters like this one was. But he contacted me and like fired the fuck up. And we had that thing listed for 11 grand. I listed the price of the vehicle a year ago before prices went crazy, right? And I never adjusted my price up. So the price, 11 grand, never changed. And I had bought that because I had great ideas. It's going to be COVID. The shop's going to be dead. Merritt and I are going to be able to go do some camping in the national parks and stuff. It's a perfect vehicle for that. And then COVID happened, and we didn't slow down. We sped the fuck up. So I didn't have any time to go play around in the national parks. I just was here selling bikes, doing my job. So never used the fucking bike. Bought it, never used it. Went through everything, did the brakes, did all the fluids, like really went after it, gave it some kind love and attention it needed. That white van's got a lot of fluids in it. It does. Seminal <laughs> fluids. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly a lot of DNA in that white van, in the, in the astronaut sex chamber. But so what was funny, and this is when I knew the guy was serious. He said, well, my dad is going to come down from Ann Arbor, Mission, Michigan, to bird dog this thing. Now, that's <laughs> three hours each way and change. So your, your dad's going to drive down here from Michigan Jeez. to look at this van that you're considering buying. Golf clap. Well fucking done, man. Yeah. That's, you know, you're a buyer now. You're not fucking around. You are my, you're my guy. And I've the guy, the dad was what? He was like a super mechanic. The right? dad's a super mechanic. Yeah. So the guys, oh, that's the dad's was. all into taking uh, Subaru Foresters and putting WRX STI motors into them. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm. that's his jam. Yeah. So, you know, six-speed transmission, the whole deal, and making a sleeper, you know. So it looks like a Forester, mm -hmm. but it's got, you know, balls for days. So he, uh, so he's, uh, the, so the dad comes out with his wife, super nice people, but he has no problem laying on his back under this vehicle. Oh, I saw him. He was like, Whoosh. the dad, the dad's a straight up auto mechanic and he's also no stranger to old Japanese cars. Mm. And he checked everything. And I lived in Germany for a while and I have had what the, Ger the Germans, well, the Germans. So one time I had my dad check out something for me in Pennsylvania. Yeah. It was a Jeep Grand Wagoneer, and I had already owned one, so I yeah. had a fair... I knew what they were. You knew were. what you were after? I had seen it one time when I went down there, and I'm like, oh, that thing's good. Yeah. Now, it was, to be warned, at the shitty fucking car lot, <laughs> but I just figured it'd end up there because nobody was too interested in right. owning a, a nude-colored uh, Grand Wagoneer. What color is it? Flesh. It, it was flesh. It's actually <laughs> like a tan. It was the weirdest color, that, but it's a factory color. Right. <laughs> So I, I gave my dad a jingle and said, hey, go take it for a drive. And he, yeah, check it out. Sure enough. So he drove it and everything. And yeah. he's, oh, it's tip top. It sounds good. You should get it. I, right. So I paid not much money for it. Right. You know, well, I go down to pick it up and I start it up and it's going. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I drove it up to his house and it was sitting there idling. I had zero, zero oil pressures. Oh. And I'm like. Fucking dad. Right. What'd you do? What the hell? Right. I'm, I'm like, the only thing I can think of He's is like, he... Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, yeah, bitch. Gotcha. Yeah. Did, <laughs> did he blow it up on the test drive and just didn't want to tell me? Or, or somebody somebody... Never, never went. He uh, just was I... on the couch like, yeah, I checked that fucking out. Fucking doing donuts well, in the parking lot. It's like you at work. <laughs> maybe he just Hey, never did you looked. get that? Uh, did you hose that tank? Yeah. I mean, I hose that tank. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Look at it. I resent any implication right. that you're making, you motherfucker. But, <laughs> but anyway, so, so anyway, comes this guy's actually. Oh, this guy was great. So this guy and his wife were great. You know, open the top up, 
deploy the wings, like all the things it can do. Hit every button. I want to make sure every switch works. And at some point, I'm like, this is a 27-year-old vehicle, you know? Yeah. It, it ain't going to be perfect, and we're not charging you. This same vehicle is available at Duncan Automotive for $24,000. Jeez. And this is $11,000. you got to give me a little slack here. So the dad does... Well, so if you find something wrong with it, duly noted, thank you. Right, right. So the dad goes over it with a fine-tooth comb, and it's all the stuff. You know, open the floor up, show him the motor, the, the whole thing. And then at some point, I was like, all right, well, you, you put about an hour and a half, almost two hours into this, but I'm not going to get in your way, and I don't want to be helpful, Harry, you know, and be like, oh, this salesman tried to, you know, no, 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 this is your inspection. Do your thing. This yeah. is your thing. You're doing this for your son. Right on. Took him for a test ride that couldn't be beat, had the thing up to over 85 miles an hour, <laughs> just kicking it right in the guts, and it's just doing fine. No overheating after it's running for about 45 minutes. Bring it back, everything. The dad is super happy. Meanwhile, he's got the kid on a, a FaceTime call, you know, a, you know, face call for like an hour, right? So the kid's virtually there. Yeah. So, okay, this is great. Dad gives it the, the two thumbs up. This thing's great. Buy it, right? So son makes arrangements, buys airplane tickets. Not just him, him and his wife <laughs> from Denver. I pick him up at the airport yesterday in the van in question. That's a classy move, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick him up at the airport, bring him back here. That's, you know, 20-minute drive on the freeway, 80 miles an hour, all that stuff. So, okay. Well, then I realized the son, dad's inspection was but a trifle. Dad's, dad's inspection was clearly just an appetizer. Oh, you were out shit. there for a long time. I couldn't believe. I mean, I thought this guy was going to come in. Dad gave this thing the seal of approval. And you, I didn't say kid. He's you already kid. flew all the way from Boulder. He's in I his mean, 30s. How are you right? supposed to get back? <laughs> okay. Oh. You know that some Ford vehicles and Mazda vehicles, the spare tire in the back is held on by a cable, and there's a, a jack or a winch, and, it's and the winch rusted. holds the right. tire up and down. So he's going through the whole vehicle, and he goes, you got an air pressure gauge. Yeah, I got an air pressure gauge. No problem. Give you an air pressure gauge. So he checks all the you know, wheels, and I'm not an idiot. They're all full, you know, 32 PSI as they should be in the door. And he checks the, the spare, spare. <laughs> and it's one of those little space saver spares underneath it. And those are supposed to be 50 or 60 PSI. Right, yeah. So he checks it. He goes, it's only 40. <laughs> okay. And you can't even get to the valve on those things. I mean, literally, the yeah. valve is pointing up at the sky. I mean, that's spreading to the gods. That's not something you can get to real easy. So he's like, well, uh, all right. So he's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lower this tire. <laughs> Look, I have been in two-year-old Ford vans on the side of the road with a blown tire, and when somebody says we got to lower the spare, I'm like, "Fuck it, you got to call AAA." Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be here cut all day. Cut it off. You have a sawzall. You cut right. the chain. We're gonna have to cut that cable the second we try to use it. It's never going back again. Right. But being a Japanese vehicle, wouldn't you know, it worked. Oh wow, it uh, worked. Although on the Tundras, yeah, they just fell off. They just would fall. Off. Exactly. <laughs> no, it was a recall. Oh, I know. Are... Believe me, I had one. Yeah. <laughs> but it was My whole... Kia has one of those, and I can hear that going. Go, 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 go. So they lower it. I was like, "Oh fuck that!" So I went and got a bottle of you know, chain lube and cable right. lube and came out and I was like, well, since you got it down and I gave him my little, uh, you know, electric puffer, yeah, uh, the yeah. Ryobi inflator. So I give him that and I'm like, well, you know, hit that. But when you're doing it, might as well lube everything while you're down there. So I give him a can of chain and cable lube and, you know, I'm like, don't you dare put that back up without greasing it. Right. And he's like, oh, you know, and he's a super nice guy. 
So he puts it back up again, and I'm like, wow, that was, that was extreme. Okay, well, we want to make the top go up and down a bunch of times. And I'm like, oh, oh, all right, man. So we do everything. Full dog and pony show. Jeez. Two hours. Oh. And they're out, there, they're out there. They're reading the owner's manual. It's in Japanese, dude. Don't lie to me. You're not reading it. You're pretending, <laughs> right? Every word in this manual is in Japanese. And they're going through the manual, him and her. They're crawling around, lifting up the carpet. They're trying to break it just before they before they it. take it on the cross country trip. So the idea is, you know, the tires on it. They were tires were only like five or seven years old, but they were. Eh. Mm. So I said, well, you know, they, he goes, well, I'm going to have some tires. I'm going to have the tires waiting for my waiting for me at my dad's house in Ann Arbor, and then we'll get it up to Ann Arbor. We'll change the tires and we'll do the rest of the trip on new rubber. I said, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't have the tires shipped here. No, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> so, so here they are, and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to walk away from these guys because clearly they're doing their pre-trip PMCS. Right. That's uh, preventive maintenance checks and yeah. services for those who aren't into that kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, so they're doing it by the book, clearly. Um, I have seen 737s take off with less of a walk around, <laughs> right? This was a full yeah. annual service that happened yeah. in front of my shop. And so... He's like, okay, well, let's, uh, let's take it for a ride. And I was like, were you not here for the trip from the airport in? Yeah. <laughs> Did you miss that? Because we were on the freeway going 80 with the AC on. Mm-hmm. What you didn't know, well, you were out there doing that. Yeah. We were all taking bets inside whether or not they were going to actually buy it. And so we're like, uh, wow, this is taking a while. And then you could see you turning red a few times. Yeah. And we're like, ooh, what's happening out there? <laughs> I came in a couple times, and I was like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. Like, seriously, what the fuck? And, uh, and I knew everything was perfect in the vehicle. I mean, everything was perfect. He's, you know, smelling the oil and, you know, <laughs> licking the belt and all these, you know, different weird shit. And I'm like, Did you okay. get a magnet out just to see if there's, like, any ah! movement of the fucking oil sideways? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm giving him paper towels. I'm yeah. giving him baby wipes. I'm totally supporting his endeavor. He was sniffing the seat like, who ate tacos? So I was like, so he goes, okay, well, now we can take a test ride. They're, okay. They're so adverse to risk. Yeah. This is what yeah, happens yeah. when you, can't, you have to take a chance. Right. Exactly. And anything in life yeah. is a chance, but right. they are so afraid that everything's not going to be perfect, that they have to be... It's, I think it's and, a mental illness. And you're it should buying, be a, a yeah. new mental illness. And you're buying an $11,000 camper van... That's 25 years that's old. That's 25 right. plus years old. Right. And expecting nothing wrong. But so he goes, we're going to take it out for a test ride. I go, oh. Oh, oh, this is going to be one for the books. You, nobody's ever going to have a test ride like this. <laughs> so we left the parking lot at about 5,000 RPM. <laughs> and I, held, I locked out the gears in every step. So I'd run it up in first gear and then foot off the gas and let that thing engine brake. Put their faces through the windshield. <laughs> right? And then get up to the light at the corner. And I told them, I'm like, okay, everybody hang on tight because I'm going to let go of the wheel and I'm going to crush these brakes. So I let go of the wheel, and I crushed the brakes, and everything in the back of the van went to the front of the van. <laughs> everything, just including them. It was awesome. It was great. And stood it right on its nose, got the ABS to fire on dry pavement. <laughs> Made a two-wheel turn onto Warren Road, and then proceeded. He's like, well, he goes, you know, shimmy it left and right a little bit. And I went, oh, Oh, we're going, we're going rocker panel to rocker panel, Game man. On. And this is a super tall vehicle yeah. with a very high center of gravity. So I did feel the inside rear wheel lift up at least once. And uh, they're like, okay, that's good, that's good, that's good. I was like, you guys want to go on the freeway? Yeah, we can go on the freeway. He's yeah. like, okay, great. I took the on-ramp at at least 75 miles an hour from the surface streets onto the on-ramp. 
did an amazing test drive that couldn't be beat. Brought it back here. Um, I think his wife may have peed a little in the back, <laughs> maybe. Brought it in, backed it into the spot, Rockford style, mm-hmm. right? And just was like, I think there's a lot of life left in these keyboards, gentlemen. <laughs> and uh, if you know the movie, you'll know the movie. But it's, he came and he goes, oh, but while we're on the drive, he's like, well, can at least you put a full tank of diesel in it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly what he did. That's, that's, yeah. I was like, when we go back, when we get back to the hat shop, I've got a very comfortable hat. Uh, <laughs> it's a remarkably comfortable hat. <laughs> And it'll come pre-fucked. It might, it might come in handy later when you call me on the road halfway to Colorado. Well, he celebrated today. So today, um, so I did not buy them a tank of diesel. Good man. No, no. No way, man. No, no, no that's, that's, a, that's a dick move. That's, that's, yeah, a, that's just, not even a request oh, you should have made. They yeah. tried getting 500 off. And meanwhile, they're buying this remotely. And like, dude, if you would have bought, if you and your wife bought airplane tickets to come out and buy something... I'm not going to give you a discount. Well, I had to buy airplane tickets. I don't give a fuck. It's no, your call. You didn't have to do anything. Right. When I flew down to Dallas to buy a Honda Hawk and rode it back, I didn't tell the guy selling the Hawk. He had to pay for the tires I had to replace because I bought it as is where it is. I didn't say he had to pay me for the airplane ticket I had to fly down to Dallas to pick this thing up. Fuck that, man. That's just, you know what? It tur- it's, I don't care how nice of a person you are. It sends a bad message to the seller. That like now I don't want to help you. Like now, now I've really and you nailed it, John. When you were like, well, you know what? If you make my life hard on the front end, I'll make your life tough in the middle. And <laughs> that's really what it is. I mean, I think that's the name of the game. So, but the good news was today we did a celebration yep. because we passed the twenty-four hour window. Nice. The twenty-four hour window closed, and I was like, yeah, it's it clearly did a great job. It clearly was the world's best Mazda. Bongo, friendy van ever sold by Cleveland Moto. So was that a yes. two liter? 2.7? 2.7? Yeah, yeah. Oh, beat up, beat up, beat up Previa. Torn up Previa. Uh, <laughs> I've been spending the past week basically just trying to buy Previas. Uh, I, I have two Previas now, and I just bought another one. And I love Previas, man. You can hate me all you want, but it'll haul two, si- it'll haul two medium-sized motorcycles in the back. Mm-hmm. It's aerodynamics. As a son of a bitch, I think they look beautiful. I think they're aesthetically pleasing. And it's a brilliant design. It's an absolutely cool. And the, you know, that, uh, that 2ZT, uh, 2Z, 2TZFE motor is genius. It's 2.4 liter lay down motor, yeah. Right. 2.4 liter Toyota motor, motor that'll run forever. So, and I got another, this one's supercharged, the one I've been driving. But I just got another turbo diesel. So, yay me. <laughs> and uh, that one's all-wheel drive. So these things are going to be, when these things get here, I'm going to be super happy. I wish you could have got the Bozuka van. or Bo- The Boso Zuku van, yeah. the, the, the last Boso Zuku van that I, that I didn't buy today. Um, it's, you are not in the mic. <laughs> yeah, tell me, tell me if that comes on. It's on. It's on? All right. All right. Yeah. Um, tell me if you guys can see that screen. It says Energy Star. <laughs> oh, okay, so we're, we're not there yet. There you go. Yeah, yeah you're, right. good, you're good. Hey, yeah. Sleepy, you should uh, change the exposure on the camera. I did. He okay, did. He cool. got up and did it. I know. I just fucking yeah. did it. <laughs> That's great. That's so cool. But uh, so here's one of the things I, I really, really wanted you to, I wanted you guys to be aware of. But the, um, 
there are still good motorcycle deals out there. I was shocked. We have a gentleman that came into the shop and we're selling his 2006 Moto Guzzi Breva 1100. And those are, that 1100 motor from Moto Guzzi is a fantastic motor. It will run forever. And the Breva is not a sport bike, not a standard. It's totally in between. You know, it's one of those. But uh, can you guys see that now? Nope. It's still the old it's, it's PLC. An ex, it's an extended uh, screen, not oh. clone, that's not cloning. Just, okay. It's All an right. intermediate PLC. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, the, uh, I don't know why. I, mean, I thought we were connected, but anyhow. The, uh, but the Breva motorcycle, it's just one of those bikes. It's just a very good, honest... Um, there we go. You got it? Yep. Okay. Yep, yep. So, I found this when I was trying to help this guy figure out, because we're selling it on consignment for him, so we're trying to figure out the best price for it. And we found on Cycle Trader, of all things, one of my California friends probably needs to hook this bike up. So this is a $3,000 motorcycle. And I'm saying it's $3,000 or best offer uh. for a fuel-injected 1,100cc with a Corbin seat already on it, with a windshield already on it, some soft luggage already on the fucking thing, and uh, it's in California. So it's in Santa Rosa, California. Okay. If you are talking about just getting a fucking airplane and fly out to Santa Rosa, buy this thing, offer the guy 2600 bucks because you know you had to fly out there. Right, right. right. He's got to cover his for your airplane ticket because that's the way it works. Right, right, it? right. Full tank of gas. That's what they expect. And a full right. tank okay. of gas. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this, there's no, mo- no there's- diesel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So this motorcycle costs less than a Buddy 125. Yeah. yeah. For 1100? A, yeah, for an 1100 fuel injected bike from this century. Is that a windshield on it? Yeah, there? it's got a windshield on it. It's got bags. It's the whole deal. And you could have a fantastic bike that you could tour and you could hit all the high spots and really have a good time. And it's got a fancy aftermarket exhaust system. It's a cool bike. And for somebody who wants, it's 20,000 miles, so it's not even beat to death. That 20, they, have, they hired the BMW architect for that dashboard. It's, uh, so that dashboard is every Aprilia. So if you have an Aprilia from the late 90s to the early noughties, yeah. right, uh, that that particular dashboard appears on all of them. So I don't care if you've got a Tuono or you got a Grizzo or whatever. It's got that, like, the screen, the digital screen looks like somebody divided the top left yeah. corner of it. They're trying to have d- dimensions. Dimensions like the to first it. Yeah, one exactly. in the back. And- yeah. yeah, it's very, very, you know. But again... It's like an Escher drawing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You should have had a fourth one, so it looked like you were always, always going. going. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea being, it's a totally cromulent bike that you could do tons get, of distance on. You get pulled over. You know how fast you're going? No. No, I don't. No. <laughs> what did your Speedo read? Don't. Banana. Yeah. <laughs> the Speedo said banana, so I think that's 75. Yeah, right around there. Right. When you get to strawberry, that's 80. Yeah. Yeah. So it really is, that's a great bike for 3000 bucks. For, and people said all the cheap bikes are gone. There's no more cheap bikes. You can't buy. You can't get a deal on a motorcycle. You can get a deal on a motorcycle. That's a really in California, nonetheless. And that's yeah. what kills me. It's yeah. in California. 
Yeah. yeah. That's, That's probably because you can't license it anymore because it's not dot seven or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> it does have an aftermarket pipe on yeah, it. Right. So. Yeah, right. Oh, no. It's got, got a crush it. Off-highway use off, only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got a no HV sticker. No but it's a green video. sticker, so you're okay. Mm. The uh, Yeah, so I thought that was hilarious. I really got a kick out of that. So that's badass. So cheap bikes do exist. They're still there. Now, if you're closer to Cleveland and you want to buy one here with 11,000 miles on it, we have one in the showroom that is fucking tasty. You, you could eat off of it. And again, I think we're probably going to sell it for around 3,000 bucks. Really? So, yeah. Nice. yeah. So if somebody wants a really good V-twin touring bike, yeah. And it's got fuel injection. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. That's a cool thing. And I just, I thought it was fun because you just, you don't see good cheap bikes anymore. Man, you know, like, you know, obviously we've talked a lot about carburation and fuel injection. Yeah. But if you want to, like, die, uh, dyed in the wool proof of how better it is, mm -hmm. is just starting a brand new buddy that has a carburetor yeah. and <laughs> starting a brand right. new buddy kick with the injection. Right. Like, by the time you push the button on the kick, it's already running. It's already running. Right. The other yeah. one is like... Well, brr, the trick brr, was brr, brr, brr. you'd have to charge the battery for two hours trying yeah. to start a brand yeah. new one out of the crate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you're like, if it didn't, if you didn't get lucky... In the, you can tell bikes are a good manufacturer mm -hmm. when they're consistent. Yeah. So we, at the shop for 20, you know, not 20 years, but since 06, since 06, we could tell you that if you uncrated a buddy scooter, once you put the battery in it, you put the gas in it, you could literally give it like four pumps because it has an accelerator three. pump. Three yeah. pumps. Three pumps. One, two, yep. three. Hit yep. the starter. Maybe give it a little gas. Yep. And then, you know, it would give you like 18 dugga duggas. Yeah. So it'd give you like after three pumps and a half throttle hit it and it would give you 18 dugga dugga duggas and then it starts right up. Right. But compared to the fuel injected. No, the fuel injected ones start. It anticipates. Yeah. It's like I'm running. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we're running. It's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty it's impressive. So true. It is. It's, it's really fun. It's really you cool. Know, you know what else I didn't know? Yeah. Is that you actually own a time machine. Because you get here at 10, yeah. and then you look up, and it's 5.45, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought it was 1. Like, what the well, fuck Well, yesterday, happened? you didn't want to get out of here. You I thought know. it was 4 o'clock, and I'm like, we closed the shop at 6. <laughs> and because now we're appointment only, we don't really need yeah. to stay open till 7 anymore. <laughs> right. And so it's like, okay, well, we don't need to be open till 7. So he's like, he's trying to wrap up this last bike he's working on. Yeah. And he's like, what time is it? And I said, it's 7. <laughs> and he's like, holy shit. Oh, I my know. God. I got in trouble. My wife was like, where the fuck were you? I'm like, I thought it was 4, dude. I don't know. You, you, you just tell her volunteering for no money. I right, know. exactly. <laughs> Why is your wallet so thick? It is not, not thick. No. Those are coupons, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pinching pennies over here. Don't you think for a second I'm making money. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was, I just, it's been great having you at the shop. It's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, fun. Yeah, See, I didn't think it would be. I, no, I'm just kidding. Ah. <laughs> no, you know what though? You know I what? thought you'd be tired of them by now. No, but you know what I've learned? I hate fucking corporate jobs. Like, like I feel, <laughs> I feel like I'm doing something instead of just sitting at a desk, fucking sitting there, turning into a sloth. Right. Like, it's fucking horrible. It's true. Yeah, it's true. And it is, it is funny because when you work in this environment, yep. you're on your back, you're yep. laying on your back. Because that's James. That James likes it that way. He likes to be on top. Yep. The uh, you're, but oh, you're, you're doing burpees. You're fucking. You're crawling around under bikes. Yeah, like yeah. the Vietnamese squat. The Vietnamese yeah. squat. <laughs> the Working first two days right he's thing. here, I'm like, I have several low destroyed office chairs that are yeah. perfect oh, for prepping bikes. Yeah. And uh, because I'm old, I don't want to lay on the ground to prep a bike or be on my knees to prep a bike. Yeah. And uh, I just get on the knees for the customers. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Cinch is very comfortable on his knees. 
Yeah, I have completely. They're so callous now; it doesn't even hurt. So yeah, it's yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's uh, it is fun, but the the shop has been bonkers, and this this has been the thing. But I gotta tell people that I know winter didn't officially end until like a few days ago, like yeah. a day ago. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. But but our winter storage program, we used to make those winter storage program end at April first. But then we were like, oh, the weather's been, the seasons have been shifting a little bit. We're going to let them go till April 15th. We're going to be really kind to give them an extra half month. And it has been hard to get motherfuckers to come out and pick up their bikes. Yeah. <laughs> and so this weekend, we've done, a, we've done a thing where we're calling all the people that have winter storage bikes, Chris Smith, and telling them. <laughs> so these bikes that are sitting outside, they stay outside till the customer till picks the them customer up. Till the customer picks them up. That's <laughs> right. What? Two of them are Smith's bikes. Yep. Look, yeah. And, but Chris is by far not the worst offender but what i think is funny is the calls went out today they're like look saturday it's going to be 75 and sunny you have no excuse to come and pick up your bike and you've gotten a week of free storage but tuesday we're going to charge you for those days back to the 15th so if you pick it up saturday you get a week for free we cool we cool <laughs> but if you pick it up on tuesday you owe me 25 dollars a day times eight so that's what, today we were um, looking at these charging stations for like Teslas and whatever. Yeah. So there's one in North Olmstead, I think, oh. or North Ridgeville. Okay. Yeah. And they charge you forty three cents a kilowatt. Right. Correct. But yeah. if you have a ten minute grace period to remove your car once it finishes charging, right. oh really? If you don't remove it, right? They charge you forty cents a minute. Get the fuck out of oh. here. No, they charge you 40 cents a minute to have your car sit in that space. That's good. They yeah, should. I mean, Makes which sense. they should. I mean, yeah. And it, it reminded me of that story you told me when you were right. with the people that just go and park and walk yeah. away for like 10 hours right. and then yeah. they leave their car in that spot. Oh, I agree spot. completely. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And you should be punished for that. That's yeah. some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's some awful, awful bullshit. Like, nobody should do that. It's a, it's a rotten thing to do. Yeah, so I really, I, I just, oh, man. Ooh, that's, that's sweet. That's fucking, that's, that is the world's worst Scooby van. Uh, yeah, Toyota Heist talking. came out of some corporate environment, I'm sure. Came out of some warehouse. But anyway, <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> Phil, have you heard? One? No, I didn't get oh. that. Phil, have you heard of the CAAC2002.com? That's a, it's like a coast-to-coast -coast ch challenge for electric bikes. Kevin's doing it right now. and So, yeah, we should talk about really? that. Because this is and the I charging really, across America. I haven't talked to him right. about it, but I, I was going to call him at some point and see what's up. Right. And He's so, running chase for somebody who's riding a bike. I almost think it looks like an Energica, but I'm not sure. It might be a live wire. I'm not no, sure. I think they're doing, it was blue. They're doing an Energica. He's, so he's running an Energica SS9, the same thing that, you know, that, we're, that we're running, right? And the... That thing, the charging across America thing, they're huh. doing a motorcycle ride, and they're doing the same route as the Cannibal Baker, uh, oh, uh, the original Cannibal. Right. So they're starting at the Red Ball Garage in New York and going out to L.A. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Uh, but one guy's doing it west to east, the other guy's doing it east to west. The problem was the other morning, yeah, there in Pennsylvania, it got six inches of snow. Right. Uh, and so, you know, you're out there, and first of all, you're riding a motorcycle. Second of all, you're riding an, um, you know, your an range, electric motorcycle. your range went down to 10 miles. Absolutely. Right. Plus, it's the frostbite, you know? It's that whole just completely hating life. 
And that, you know, that idea of just being miserable. Now, they have a live tracking app, so you can follow Rob and Steve as they're doing it, stay up to date with what they're going on. Yeah, I'm going if you to go to CAAC2002.com, right. and there's an app, you just click on it, and then yep. it gives you the username and a password to sign <laughs> into the app, right? and you can track the right. You can really get right down to that's the cool. granule level, level and see what they're up to. But what I, I mean, that's a hell of a thing. So, you know, riding across America and... Uh, Robert, I, they're is, trying to break the record of 178 hours. Right, right. Oof. Yeah, and Stephen has done. He's held many electric motorcycle records. So he rode from Florida to San Diego in 93 hours. That's the first person to break the 100-hour barrier. Um, he beat Electric Terry's Terry Hirschner's mm-hmm. time, and Stephen has done that already. And he's using uh, Energica EVA or Eva Rebel. So that's what he's doing. And then the original Cannonball, though, is 500 miles longer than Steve's trip from Florida to California. He's from New York. Because he's got to go from New York. And that New York is essentially a diagonal run. So that's the thing. And uh, Rob Rob is from the East Coast. He does Energica, super good guy, Uh, runs a place called Rob's Dino Service. And so he does a lot of tuning, all kinds of cool stuff. And I like the, I mean, I love this idea that one guy's going west, the other guy's going east. Mm-hmm. Shame, and I guess today's update was that Rob was enjoying beautiful weather in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Just gorgeous. Couldn't ask for better weather. So he's moving with the nice weather. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, because the front yeah. did come from that Steven, Steve had to face that fucking blizzard straight head on. So I was watching pictures of him in the chase vehicle. He's like, I can't feel my hands. He's like buying all those little pocket hand warmers. Jeez. It really sucked. So he, he chose the short I'm straw I'm really surprised that he decided to do it so early in the year. Like I would have thought July. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, unless there's some reason that you need to do it right now. Right. And I think part of it could be that, um, and I'm not going to go out any li- on a limb, but they did some big promotion thing in New York City outside of the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, with the Energica motorcycles there, and they had a red, mm-hmm. white, and blue Energica motorcycle made in Italy, go figure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they had that out there because, you know, this, um, they're the new CEO, the new owner of Energica is Ideanomics, hmm. which is uh, Vince McMahon's son, I believe Sean oh, McMahon. Sean, McMahon, yeah. Sean McMahon's company. Shane. Shane, thank you, Shane McMahon's yeah. company. So there was a bit of a dog and pony show in New York City mm-hmm. in conjunction with the announcement of their. Uh, ownership of the company. So, Should I ask Kevin if he wants to call in or anything or no? You can, absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll text yeah. him, him if he wants so, to call see, in. Because we have the technology. We have an extra microphone, too. So we can make that happen. So really fun to the idea of these guys kicking ass and going cross-country which, which like Kevin, that. Kevin? Kevin Nixon, my Kevin buddy Nixon. from college. Yeah, yeah. He's a director for the East team. And he has no sense of smell. None at all. It's a very strange thing. He fell, hit his head like a, dropping a log on his and just wiped out it. Ruined the, I guess it wouldn't be the optical. The olfactory. Olfactory nerve. Yeah, the olfactory Mm. nerve. So he can't smell. Claim to fame. It's a a very interesting thing to know about somebody. (laughs) Once he gets past the smell, no problem. Oh, no. He doesn't have to get past the smell. He doesn't have to get past the smell. When in doubt, send a scout. You you know who else is lucking out this weekend is Dan Halstick, or however you say that. Halstick. Halstick. Because he has the motosexual scooter rally this weekend. 
Oh, really? And the last weekend, if you know, I mean, like one week difference, it would yeah. have been like fucking four inches of snow, and now it's oh, going to be geez. seventy-five in Cincinnati. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, no kidding, man. And that's the Cincinnati rally's going on this weekend. This weekend. Oh man, it's the motosexual uh, rally. <laughs> that yeah. WKRP motor motosexual rally. I wanted to go really bad, but yeah, it's kind of early, yeah. kind of early in the year. Yeah, and so that's called motosexual, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If, yeah, it is. Facebook. It is a little early in the year for that. <laughs> and the uh, yeah, that's April twenty second through April twenty fourth. So by the time the podcast listeners will yeah, be over, yeah. I'm sure yep. it was a great rally. Yep. And I do love WKRP. I really do love that rally. Mm-hmm. It is historic. One year it snowed on Sunday when we were leaving. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It was pretty brutal. But for me personally, there's no way I'm going. Yeah, right? It's, you can't. There's no. Yeah. Way. Sleepy has been watching me work every day, and. We couldn't, I could not, I could not miss a day. Well, no, it's funny. Like, like all these years, you know, you tell stories. You're like, right. oh, it's fucking crazy. And you're like, okay, it's Phil. So there's probably a little bit of exaggeration here and there. But this right. time, no, it's fucking nuts. Like, like you're, you're, yeah. you're turning down calls because you're already talking to somebody. There's right. a dude at the door. Renee's handling yeah. somebody. James leaves his part thing to take. A yep. dude outside that didn't get the memo about fucking appointments. <laughs> oh, and people and show up all the time. They're like, the oh, time. okay, yeah. well, I'm here to pick my bike up. Yeah, do you guys got ramps? They're like, yeah, we got ramps. Yeah. Like, okay, well, except for the fact that my truck is uh, lifted 21 inches, yeah. and yeah. it has a, uh, a tonneau cover that's made out of mercury yeah. and unobtainium and carbon fiber, so you can't scratch it. And I have no idea how to take my tonneau cover off. Or the old guys that right. bring an entourage with them, like Kenny. Oh, you know nothing shit. about that because the door is <laughs> the locked. The door's been locked. Imagine like 2009 yeah. or eight oh, when, I can't, when we, I can't. we just killed it and the doors were wide open. The doors People were wide open. It was like, oh my God, you're tripping day, over customers and stuff. Every, yeah, every day it would be several I'd ways. be working on a bike and somebody taps me on the shoulder. I'm like, whoa, whoa, you're not allowed back here. How did you, you know? get back here? Did you see the sign and the right. rope crossing? Well, yeah. signs and ropes don't mean anything to people. no. No, but like we had one guy come to pick his bike up, and he brought an entourage of seven people with him. And there are seventy plus, all of them. Every single one oh, of them. No. Yeah, every single one of them was well over seventy years old. Yeah, and it was just. But and he was convinced every used bike in the shop used to be his. Yeah. The oh, tiger, oh, the no. thing. Like he was like, oh he's, yeah, that's my bike. He's straight up pointing at bikes and being like, oh, so where'd you get that? Did you get that from a guy named Harry <laughs> yeah. in Belfont, in Ohio? Because I sold. I know that's my bike. I sold that to him in uh, in '91. Right. I'm like, sir, that's a 2006. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So physically, the bike's not saying I used to own one. Right, no, that's like, probably that's mine. Yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah. straight up. Wow, said, that's that was baller, dude. His bike, <laughs> and his <laughs> wife. His wife was pointing at stuff in the store, like, "Oh no, Kenny, look at that rug!" And he'd be like, "Yeah, that's a rug." She's like, "Oh, it's a rug." <laughs> oh, someone was stripping acid, man. I was seriously <laughs> very I thought, rugged. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought for sure. When I showed back up, because, you know, I was out doing a thing. Yeah. So I was out, you know, entertaining the world's longest test ride. And I came back, and it literally looked like somebody had airdropped <laughs> an old country buffet yeah. oh, onto no. my parking lot. <laughs> and the smells. Oh, the smells were man. Great. <laughs> and the one guy's like, I need a bigger jet for my P- P-150. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what size jet do you need? Bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you mean a bigger jet? I put a hole in the piston. <laughs> well, oh. then you need a number of things, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. But a bigger jet is just one of the many right. things you need. So, sir, what size jet do you need? Mm-hmm. Let me go in the back. I'll get you a jet. Well, uh, bigger. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay, all right. Here's all the right. biggest jet I could find. Right. Have a nice day. Exactly. <laughs> and this is what it, and so it turns into the game of 75 questions where you're just like, okay, sir, what year is it? Okay. 
And what number's on the side of the vehicle? Okay. okay. And so based on those numbers, it should have a 110 jet in it. Oh, no, no. I'm pretty sure it's got a 96. Okay. Well, it could be a 96 or it could be a 96 or it could be a 235. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's not a 235, sir. But if it was 96, yes, you blew the motherfucking hell out of that piston. There's no way it could have run at all. You blew the living shit out of it. (laughs) So you will need a bigger jet. So what size jet do you want? Bigger. And I'm like, oh. So when they left, I, I just told the guy, I was like, look, it's a one, it's, it's a jet. It's fucking $6. So who, who actually bought the motorcycle or the scooter out of that group? Somebody bought a bike, the, right? The, what's the nicest way to say it? The thinnest guy. The thinner oh, guy. Oh, the smaller guy. The thinner guy. guy. Yeah, the smaller, yeah, thinner yeah, guy, yeah. right? So he bought the bike and then brought all of his friends with him from, nice. you know, the old country buffet. I'm going to pick up a motorcycle. Who wants to jump into my 26-passenger van? Right. Right. I think that's what it is. They probably called a shuttle bus. Actually, they're old people. It was probably free. <laughs> right. It was probably the old Para- Paratransit. Paratransit. It yeah. was exactly right. They, they, they put up the bat signal, and the paratransit showed up. Yep. And uh, that's paratransit, not parrot transit for all of our bird people. But it is fucking hilarious, though. So after all this thing happens, and I go back out and you know, do the world's longest test drive thing, come back in... And I'm having this discussion with James. I'm like, yeah, dude, the guy told me he needed a bigger jet, but he refused to tell me what size, so right. I couldn't help him. And James is like, I sold him a 125. <laughs> and I was like, how did you come to that conclusion? He's like, well, he told me that he had a this, 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 and this, and a that, and he eventually was just like, oh, give me a 125. And I was like, well, that's for a bike with a cylinder kit and all kinds of yeah. oomph going on. And he goes, that's what a guy told me. He told me a 125. I went back. I got him a 125. Yep, done. Okay. Too much fuel is not going to hurt. That's exactly True. right. The bike will True. run forever with a 125 main in it. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a spark plug consumer, but, you know, eh. it'll be a fowler of many spark plugs. But rock on with his bad self. Yeah. Go, <laughs> go get it. You know, though, in all of his, um, all of his uh, audacity of being what he was, yeah. he did have an Ace, of Lon- or an Ace Cafe of London patch. He on had his a patch jacket. on his jacket. Yeah. He had an Ace Cafe patch yeah, on his cool. jacket. That's cool. Yeah. I was like, wow. Well... The funny thing is we had a guy in here the other day that was um, probably 136 years old. <laughs> and he's walking around the showroom and the whole deal. And he's like, yeah, I need a pit bike. So, oh. Okay, I need a pit bike. Got to get a pit bike. And he kept saying pit bike. And I was like, all right, you fucking threw that out there enough time. Here goes. What do you need a pit bike for? Yeah. Oh, I drag race motorcycles. Yep. Sure you do. I mean, seriously. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, I drag race. What do you, what do you, what, where do you race? Oh, I race at Norwalk, Dragway 42. And da, da, da. I was like, oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Questions I regret asking. What? What's yeah. your ride? Yep. I got a Hayabusa. Uh, and I was like, huh. Okay. One of those guys. Yeah, I got a Hayabusa. Da, 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 da. Turns 10, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure they do that stock. So, <laughs> like, no great feet there. I'm pretty sure if yeah. I just went and rented one tomorrow, it'd do that <laughs> same goddamn thing. Uh, going back about 20 years, probably the same number. Yep. If, if you make it to the end of the track, I think that's what your ET is. Yep. So, uh, you're good. <laughs> and he goes, but I didn't say anything mean. And so he did. He, he looked around the shop and I showed him. 15 different bikes. He didn't have an appointment. So I had to show him 15 different fucking bikes. And so eventually, he went over and sat on that used Zuma we had. Yep. And he's like, ah, it's too tall. It's too tall. Got my ankle shot off in Korea. 
And oh, straight up, like he was cotton. Dude was fucking. <laughs> dude was short, not a tall guy. So, shorter on one side. Shorter on one side. <laughs> walking uphill. But what was funny was after he left, and I'd showed him all these different bikes and kind of had him dialed into a bike that fit him very well, he called up and he goes, that Yuzuma you got. Yeah. Is that really a 2022? Yeah, it's 2022, man. It's brand new. It's got 800 miles on. It's still got a warranty. If you do it for 2700 I'll buy it. And I was like, did you fall out of a fucking tree, man? It says 3200 We don't negotiate on anything. Bike. It's a brand new bike. You're saving 800 900 bucks over going to the dealership and buying it. So That doesn't probably have one. That doesn't have one. Thank you. So I think what had happened was he'd gone home, called around to oh, everywhere, yeah. And then said, he, he tried. He couldn't sit on the Zuma. It was too tall for him. He couldn't sit on it. Mm. And he called back and he goes, I'm coming to get that Zuma. I'll be there in an hour. Uh. And he straight up came and got the Zuma, paid us cash, the whole deal, and then tried to negotiate again two or three times while he was here in the showroom. Yeah. Folks, I'm going to tell you, I don't care how good of a negotiator you are. It's 2022. <laughs> People will not give you a discount on bikes that haven't arrived yet. Right. Um, if you see a shop that's selling something at a discount, trust me, they raised the price before they, you got there. There is an implied dropping off point. If they're giving you 500 off, they put 500 on before you got there. Right? That was a trap. You fell into it. That's it. Um, there's nobody discounting bikes right now. There's no reason to discount a bike right now. My new favorite thing is I'll be sitting there just working and I'm overhearing him talk or something yeah. like that. And he's, <laughs> and he's like... Yes, we have no idea when the bikes will come in. Yes. We just can order them. And then people are like, oh, well, can you tell me and estimate what day is going to come in? And he's like, I have no, I can't, I can't estimate it. I don't know when it's going to ship. Well, I'm sure you can just tell me a day that you think it's going to come in. <laughs> he's like, no, I have no. It's going to come in a Tuesday. And then the, he was like, finally, <laughs> yeah. they were like, you can pay me $55,000 right now. And I can't tell you what's going on. Hey, Kevin, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Kev, what's going on? Hi, everybody. Are, are you guys live right now? We are, yes. buddy. We are. Yep. Uh, well, I'd like to introduce you to Rob Schwartz. Hey, hey Rob. He's, hey, how you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. So where, Doing good. How far did you make it? How far did you make it? Uh, a thousand miles. Not far enough. Not, th- not far enough. A thousand miles. Yeah. So where are you at right now? Uh, heading to you. You're heading to me? Well, sort of. That, I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love it. I mean, if you're if you left the Red Ball Garage and you're a th- you've made it a thousand miles, you might be uh might be west of Cleveland. Are you west of Cleveland? We are. Yeah, yeah we're uh, almost. I Chicago. think we left Elk. We're probably 30, 40 miles east of uh, Elkhart. Oh yeah, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's where we'd be. So you're still rolling, though, right? You're still heading west. No, 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 no. We, they don't know. No, you, you don't know what happened today. Oh no! Uh, no. Yeah, we're we're heading your direction because um, we're done. Yeah. Well, how how are you done? <laughs> well, uh, you I, tell them. Yeah, I, we were driving along, following. Rob, we were on a really long stretch uh, for the battery, so we were taking it slow, and we're going down the highway, and out of the blue, I got smashed from behind by a container truck. Oh, shit. 
bounced off the barriers, flipped on its side, up into the gully, back out of the gully. Uh, it was a hot mess. But um, you're still here talking to us, and I'm assuming you're yeah. not you're not in the hospital. No, I'm driving. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, so obviously not that truck. Yeah, that truck's totaled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <The> truck's totaled. <laughs> That's a powerful motorcycle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we fortunately, uh, Rob was able to find a uh, truck to rent. So we uh, threw all the gear in the truck and we're heading back. Okay. So you're not gonna just try to rent a truck all the way across? That'd be expensive. And yeah, you're gonna head back, huh? Well, that sucks. Hey, so Kevin, so Kevin, your Kevin, your chase truck got hit. Yeah, tra- yeah. Tra- oh, yeah. chase truck is destroyed. And so were it's any destroyed. were any of the bikes involved? The bike was if not you, hurt. You know, if you go to the Facebooks and right. to the the page, yeah, 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 the uh, uh, the group for the CAAC twenty twenty two. Uh, you'll see a post up there with some photos of what happened. Oh, shit. Damn. Wow, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, But the good part is Stephen Day is still going for the record. Right. And uh, we just passed him in, uh, outside of Elkhart. That's right. And uh, with any luck, he should be around a little over 100 hours. And he'll now hold a new record going cross-country on an electric vehicle. So he's going to come in under 178. Oh, yeah. Well under 178. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, good for him, I guess. Yeah, yeah he broke 100 hours um, earlier today, I think. Mm. But the but the thing is, is, you know, we've had nothing but bad weather and nothing but issues. Yeah. We heard about it's, snow in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Yeah, two days of snow. And south of Cleveland, uh, we showed up at a Walmart uh where they removed the charging stations a week before. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, fuck. So we actually went to five different places that had them. Uh, one or two had slows. Uh, one couldn't recognize us. And we eventually found a fast charger. Uh, so we, you know, were able to do it. But, I mean, it's just been challenges along the way the whole time. Wow. That's insane, man. That is crazy. Oh, man. It's cool. It's been a great learning experience. Um, it's it's definitely the future, for sure. It's oh, just, wow. We're looking at pictures of the container truck on its side, too. Damn. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That is tragic. Dude, I am so glad you're okay. I yeah. mean, or, or mo- oh, man. oh, mostly okay, I guess. I mean, you got to be feeling a little stoved up. No, I'm okay. okay. Um, fortunately, uh, neither of us, myself or my navigator, uh, knew it was going to happen. He uh, tried to avoid us, bounced off the guardrail, and hit us after he expelled a lot of the energy okay. into the guardrail. And didn't hit us straight on. He hit us on the corner. Sideways. Yeah. So it was just a glancing blow, and we weren't rigid. So was neither he of us really are that banged up. Was he speeding? What happened? I mean, was he coming in hot, speeding, or something like that? Or I mean, lost, shit. Lost the brakes? It seems likely, but we don't know. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah. wasn't paying attention for one thing but uh you know he got taken away in the ambulance well to kevin to tell you the most important part kevin cut him out of the truck oh he cut him onto the ground oh you, you like yeah. cut his seat belt had to drag him out yeah, he was hanging, you know, like a spider uh, from, the, you know, the truck on its side, windows yeah. out. So I climbed it. always ripped off. I oh, climbed shit. in there, put put my knees under him and cut him down and gently, you know, dropped him down and stuff. Wow. I was concerned about fire. There was oil yeah. everywhere. Oh, it yeah. Was, I mean, we're looking good. at the pictures. It's like a fucking oil slick on the road. And yeah, you hurt, yeah. Kevin, what? man, Kevin, you got balls as big as church bells. <laughs> you got balls as big as church bells, Phil says. <laughs> dong, dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, the, but we were talking on the on the, our, our Cardos, yeah. and all of a sudden, I heard a, uh, and then the, nothing. Nothing. And I was like, what the fuck? So I looked back, and you know, I'm already five miles away. And there's no cars coming. I'm like, uh-oh, this can't be good. So I pushed my bike on the side of the road, pushed it out off the road a little bit, yeah. and I started walking back. And the more I walked back, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Wow. And, that, you know? and there's no doubt that shut down westbound. That shut down. The, there's no doubt that shut oh. down westbound. At least, at least two hours. Yeah, it was yeah. a few hours. It was over 20 miles back up. We made uh. all the channels in uh, Illinois. Uh, it was all over uh, the media. It's like, oh Jesus, here we go. And then never mind everybody that's watching us live. Yeah. And then they see the accident in Indiana. They're like, uh oh, that's the team. And yeah. I'm like, Jeez. oh, here we go. So and there's also live tracking going on. So right. um, there were some people. One guy called me. Said, you know, I saw the bike turn around and go backwards, and. Uh, I knew something wasn't right. Oh, fuck. Wow. That's crazy. Boy, so, that's yeah. crazy, man. That is absolutely crazy. So, you're, so what you're. Hey, we should talk about the successes of it. You know, it, it, it was a good proof of concept. Uh, it's pretty cool. The bike's awesome. I, uh, I'd want to take it out and rip around on it. Hey, real quick, fun. I'm going to pass you over to Phil. He has a couple questions. Hey, uh, so, Kevin. So, uh, so Kevin, basically what I was going to say is, uh, so you guys are in a new truck, you're in a rental truck right now, you're headed eastbound, right? Yep. So you guys yep. know you can just, uh, all you got to do is stop in here at Cleveland Moto and get our Energica we have. We got an Energica uh, SS9 that just showed up the other day with bags on it and a windshield and everything. <laughs> Go west, my friend. Go west. We got one in the back of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, bike, the bike's okay. The bike's fine, right? They, they yeah, need yeah, a chase vehicle, I guess. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. Oh, man. Well, I got to say, hats off. You guys are freaking heroes. Yeah. It is amazing. The The whole idea, I mean, we understand the timing uh, with the New York event and everything else and, like, that launch and everything, but, wow, right into the mouth of a blizzard. I can give you a $500 Ford F-150 that I j just bought up Bruce. I know, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, that is... I'm telling you, I am, I'm not kidding one bit when I tell you that the whole thing, the whole idea, the running cannonballs west to east and east to west at the same time, it's madness. It's amazing. It's, it's 
completely awe-inspiring. Um, I'm very happy for Steven. He's going to be able to pull that off. That's ridiculous. Um, I think that when he beat Terry Hirschner's time, I think everybody knew the gauntlet was thrown. And uh, this, this, what you guys are accomplishing, this event, this is astronomical. I mean, this is a big deal. Yeah, well, we'll see what we're going to do next year. Yeah, I, yeah I'm... We're not going to do it uh, on Earth Day. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to have to be like the Distinguished Gentleman's Run where you're going to have to do it on the opposite part of the year to get better weather. Yeah. Happy fucking Earth Day. Yeah, happy fucking Earth Day. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I bet your Nerdica doesn't have what mine's got on it. Oh, what you got? We got frame sliders. We got axle sliders now. Oh, boy. <laughs> See? We got, we, we got tank bags. Yeah. It's not ones that sit there with bungee straps. Right. Mm. That's cool. And you know what? The, the new Energica, this year's Energica, being so much lighter than last year's bike, uh, it really has changed the personality of the vehicle. It's really nice. Yep. So very impressive. I mean, we, we obviously, you know, we like our Energica around here. Uh, really, really love the bike. But the difference between the bike that I rode just before COVID hit, when I went out for a demo in uh, San Jose, Versus the bike that we uncrated, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it's it's dramatic improvements. I mean, it's really a different bike. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, in the the programming of it is phenomenal, and uh, with any, uh, I'm hopefully within the next six months, I'm working on with uh, the company called Dino Star. We'll be able to dyno all the Energica bikes and see all the real numbers. Right. Yeah. What's going on? Well, Not that's what they publicize, but what yeah. the real numbers are, and we can diagnose and, and repair anything in the bike at the oh, shop now. Cool. Your whole shop is known. I mean, that's that's your shop. That's what you guys do, and that's a yep. great resource to be able to throw that at electricity, to be able to bring that idea of tuning, something that that has been established for internal combustion engines forever, but nobody's even licked it in the way of electric vehicles, and to well, be able to optimize that, that's great. Oh, that's why we like to stay above, you know, beyond the cutting edge. Oh, Robert, man, I got to say, I'm so happy that Kevin was behind you. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy that you weren't drafting him at that moment because, you yeah. know, oh. a lot of stuff that John and I have done, we've, we've slipped in behind that truck or slipped in behind that van to cheat the wind a little bit. And in that case, uh, when James and I went cross country on the 125, we had the van behind us with a whoop whoop light on it because it yep. was we were moving at 20 miles an hour slower than the, you know, the traffic around us. And so Correct. we needed to have that safety behind us. And that yep. was what you guys went through is exactly our nightmare when we were doing our cross-country run. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, you know, it, and now I fully understand people's uh, charging anxiety. Oh, yeah, range <laughs> anxiety for sure, yeah. yeah that's it. How range do they do anxiety. range? Yeah. Like, how do they uh, overall? I really get it. I mean, because, you know, with Kevin, I mean, needless to say, Kevin and I go back uh, almost 20 years, and he's one of my only trusted friends that I wouldn't do anything in this life without him. Because I know he's got my back, and I got his back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, without his help on this event, you know, because he'd always ch chime in to me on our headsets, hey, you know, what's your percentage? What's your range? How do we got to go? You know, hey, you better cut it back a few miles an hour or, hey, let's speed it up a few miles. We got some extra, 
Um, you know, you really need that when you get to concentrate on everything else that's going on. You're yeah. not kidding. And the biggest thing, too, is we all talk about that highway math that we do. So that math that we're going down the road and we're going, okay, well, if I do this a little bit slower, I can eke another five miles, miles of range out of it. And we've been oh, doing yeah. that on gasoline-powered bikes on cross-country trips for years. But then on electric vehicles, you get that wild card of you show up and somebody removed the fucking charger. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, better yet, the charger doesn't work. Right. And that's another thing, too, is that whole idea of saying, okay, well... You know, did we bring a Tesla adapter so we can get in on somebody's destination charger or something? Like, there's so many variables when you're dealing, and that's what, a cross-country trip's not just a cross-country trip. When you add in variables like you're doing it on an irresponsibly small bike or if you're doing it on (laughs) an electric motorcycle, like, the balls get bigger every time you throw one of those variables in there. Oh, yeah, and then never mind if you get a headwind, because on on this last jaunt, we had... What was it, 113 miles or 110 miles yeah, to go? Yeah, 110. Um, I was doing a comfortable 50 miles an hour, and I was holding it to have my range, right. and then all of a sudden I get a headwind. Yep. I'm now down to 80 miles, and I get 90 miles to go, and then I get down to 75. Uh, I'm like, oh, here we go. Wind resistance okay, is a cruel mistress. Yep. Yeah, and then, and then let's let's cut it back again. And I cut it back, you know, the, the minimum speed limit on the highway is 45. So I says the minimum I'm going to go is 47. Right, yeah. To, to make sure that I'm, I'm covering that extra. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Jeez. nobody can complain. And that's when, when he got whacked. Yeah, well, and, that's, and there was probably a 25-mile-per-hour speed variance between those two vehicles. And look what happened. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Yep. yeah, that's crazy, man. That is insane. But I know the feeling. These bikes are meant to get crazy range when you regenerate your braking, when you regenerate your coasting. When you're on the freeway, you ain't regenerating shit. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And this was nothing but long yeah. and straight uh, road. And then, like I said, then the, then the uh, headwind came up, and I'm like, oh, here we go. We're well, then done. you knew you had to tack into the wind at that point, and you knew you were screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was nothing you could do at that point. Oh, so no. Rob, man, when you get back home, we're going to talk about that r- cool ramp you made for your truck. No, I didn't make it. I bought it. You it's, bought uh, that rig? That dang. Yeah, it's called uh, Lodal. They're out of uh, Michigan. I have I have some serious ramp uh, envy right now. <laughs> you should seriously consider getting one. Yeah, that oh, thing that that thing looks like a work saver right there. Yep. You know, and the neat thing is, if uh, you want to use it as a workstation. Yeah. He sells a different set of legs that are taller. Yeah. And you have now a big workbench. Yeah, you make a world's biggest, well, or a stage for your rock band. There you go. Man, I'm or, so glad uh, you guys gave us a call. I mean, this is this is a big deal, but we did not know when we started the podcast. We had no idea that you had to have or try to have butt sex with a 18 wheeler. <laughs> that was a. Uh, well, they saw what Kevin was wearing in it. They, you know, he was protected. He yeah. was protected. <laughs> oh my God! It's fitting, Dodge Ram. Dodge Ram. <laughs> the truck driver was just following instructions. <laughs> oh man! So I, I guess from now on, you're only going to be getting Fords, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, no, sorry, so. Dodge man. <laughs> well, you guys, absolute heroes in our book. Total legends. Uh, well done. And uh, I, I just can't say enough. 
I'm so happy though that Kevin didn't get uh, that y'all didn't get screwed up in the crash. So that's a big yeah, deal for us. That's the big thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you guys have a safe trip home, and uh, anything we can do to help, let us know. All right, thank you. All right, Uncle Philly. All right, <laughs> <laughs> be good, man. Take care. Bye. <laughs> so that's it. So apparently, you know, <laughs> objects in the mirror may be closer than they appear. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So I got an exclusive. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> we got an exclusive. That was it. So that was from the uh, Charging there, Across America Challenge team. Wow. We were just talking about them. Yeah, we were just talking about oh, Rob man. and Kevin. That's crazy that that that's just happened. Man. Well, and that's another thing. Whereas if you're doing a cross-country run, make sure you got a chase truck. Yeah, no right? shit. Yeah. And in this case, make sure the chase truck is prepared for Impact. rectal assault. <laughs> Dude, he had to cut the driver out of that truck. Yeah. The fact Crazy. that after Kevin was the victim in a car crash, right. that Kevin then got out and jumped into an extremely hot, extremely possibly dangerous, burning possibly yeah. burning 18-wheeler on its side. And yeah, you look, there's a there's 50 gallons of oil spilled out on the surface of the road, um, and Kevin got in there and cut that driver out. Yeah. So we always knew Kevin was an awesome guy. Oh, no doubt. Right. Kevin's a badass. Uh, but the fact that he jumped into that after being the victim in a crash. So I'm very happy that the race bike, the bike doing the competition, was well in front. But, yeah, you think about the That's difference in speeds yeah. for an 18-wheeler to flip over like that. It Jeez. had to be dramatic. It had to be dramatic. So, wow. So that's that. Wow. So, yeah. so, so that's, job, your, yeah. that, that's your thumbnail. Yeah, right. Yeah, There's right. your thumbnail. Right. Yeah. That's an 18-wheeler taking a nap. Yeah, well, that's the driver. Yeah, there he goes. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to argue. Well, so what what happened there, buddy? Um, I don't know, man. I just looked up and I just there was a there was a truck. Right, and it says yeah. ran me. Right, and it said ram on the back. Yeah, so I did. Yeah, yeah so, so I did. did yeah. I figured since I was here, but you can see where that Damn. truck. You can see the the damage to the roadway the head, yeah. and everything else. That truck was on its side for a minute. Yeah, and, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, so that was a lot of energy in that crash. But on the bright side, there's another container for my compound. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fuck you, Steve. I'm just thinking about what my shipments is in that container. I was, I was going to ask, what was in the truck? Yeah. It, was, it was Vespa parts I've been waiting on for six months. <laughs> yeah, that looks like a truck full of Motoguzzi parts, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, Darren. <laughs> it's the one guy that's called 57 times in three days about where his fucking bike is. <laughs> I'm not joking. You guys, if you do not... You do not want to be working at a shop right now because <laughs> we have had parts that are no shit, which should be normal parts, yeah. on back order for four, five, six months. And we got bikes on lifts. We can't do a damn thing with them. And we're calling every other shop in America like, hey, do you have these particular valve guides? Do you have these particular parts? Because at this point, we'll spend any amount of money just to get the damn thing out of our shop, yeah. just to get it off of a lift. But when those parts, when you order them, and then a month later, you order them from somewhere else. And then a month later, you order them from somewhere else. And you realize nobody has them. Right. And people were just taking your money and lying to you about having them. You know, there's nothing I can do with a bike that's already taken apart. I can't put the, bar the bike back together again with bad parts in it. Yep. You know? And in December, you have 92,000 valve guys. I was going to say. For the same right, bike. Right. So yeah, when I end up with a year and a half supply of, you know, or, or <laughs> when they all show up at the same time, yeah. that's going to be great. So yeah, that's a, that's, that is a no bueno situation right there. So 
Yeah, that's that's really something. That's that's absolutely wild. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. So. I mean, who expected that? We thought we were going to get the, hey, yeah, I we're I had heading. no idea. I, yeah. I honestly figured, based on the timing, that they'd be like a couple of hours west of Chicago. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. based on the updates. But then, what a bite in the addict to like, oh, the, according to our, you know, charge point app, there's a, there's a level two charger at Walmart. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not there anymore. And then, oh, there's a charger there, but it's not working. No, yeah. If there's anything we could do for him, I would. You Believe know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I offer. I was. I chimed in on this thing when they were traveling. I was like, if you guys need to stop at Cleveland, even just to hang out or have a meal, yeah. we got gotcha. you. Yeah. But they're trying to make time. I mean, that's a that's a hard challenge to make in a car. You know, that's I, a hard thing to do. I suspect they just want to get home, so they're probably fucking trying to fly home to the East Coast. Get and there. Kevin's not even started hurting yet. Yeah. Like he's in crash adrenaline I, right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's still in crash adrenaline. He's like, oh, I, I got away clean. No, you didn't. Look at that truck. Yeah. That truck's totaled. There's no way that truck's getting back on the road again. I mean the truck they were driving. That Dodge Ram is up fucked you know? Yeah, and, and you tweak things that you don't even know you tweaked. Yeah. Oh, your body's going to hate you. If I had to crawl in an, an 18-wheeler oh, yeah. and cut a guy out, I'd be yeah. sore the next day, I'm oh, sure. And, yeah, and no you shit. know that... The 18-wheeler landed on its right-hand side, so that guy was elevated five or six feet off the ground. Yeah, that's what he said. He was hanging like a spider. Hanging like a spider, so Kevin had to go either go in through the windshield. He said the glass was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the glass just went away in the crash. So, I mean, he had to go in and, like he said, hold the guy up with his knees and cut him out. We need a breaking news. Like, yeah, that's a that's a serious serious breaking news situation. So. It was on Take CNN that, Plus. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're gonna wait a week to publish it. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! I'll, I'll edit this. <laughs> Get this out. Quick. Special edition. Special. This is coming out this weekend. Get this out right now. Yeah. Absolutely, right now. So yeah, that's that's wild. That is that's crazy. Yeah, I have breaking news. You do. I'm still awake. <laughs> You're breaking wind. <laughs> Break. Break like the wind. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that is that is quite something. That's all we're going to say. I wanted to give uh, some props to, a, well, I guess it's not really a, a podcast. It's a YouTube channel. Yeah. And I think you've watched some Vice Grip Garage. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Vice yeah. Grip Garage. Like, oh, he's I, awesome. I've been yeah. watching a little bit of that. She yeah. turned Steve Wonderful. onto it. Yeah. I'm like, I like that guy. He's great. He reminds me a lot of a friend from Canada, but right. he, I think he's originally Michigan or? Oh, he's a northern, yeah. northern he's guy. Wisconsin. I think he's Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin, yeah. then Michigan. Now he's living in Tennessee is what yeah. I can kind of go. make of it. Yeah. But yeah, Jared's I, cool. He started out small, too. Like yeah. for a long time, he had like a thousand subscribers. And yeah. then one day, he's up to five million now. Yeah. Yep. And he's doing, he's being invited to participate in a lot of really fun yeah, events. Yeah. The Freedom Factory yeah. with Cletus McFarlane and all yeah. them dudes and the Diesel and Brothers cool and all that shit. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I just like his, like, his only job is like I go resurrect a car and get it running. Right, but he does, and, uh, but, he, but he does the whole inventory of the inside and all the yeah. bullshit. We, and every, Steve it's like, and I, it's everything we've already done. Right. You know, everybody yeah. does yeah. when you get a car. Steve and I, when we're working together, Steve will be like, "So what you got to do is you just got to get in there with just, just get, just, just hook it right, around. give it a little, just and a little crank and get the flaminator, get the little whirly thing going. Sparkulators got to go. Sparkulators got to spark. Fire makers. I believe me. Between AVE and Vice Grip Garage, yeah, there's the a, a whole separate language going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I was wondering if somebody fired Oscar. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to get up and start making the fire. Yeah. The spark- oh, yeah. What happened to the fire? The spark- well, I mean, we have cardboard right there, so we have all the stuff to make a John's fire. John's the fire guy. The spark hoses. The spark yeah, hoses. The spark hoses. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you have to readjust the light level on that thing? I did already. Yeah. But, uh, it does. My, my favorite thing is, like, he's like, 
So this car has been sitting here for like 25 years. It has absolutely no brakes, which is fine. Fine. Yeah, yeah. fine. <laughs> the it's brakes fine. are always fine. the last thing he checks. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, so I, I just... I'm glad that we had an opportunity to bring that shit out. Yeah, and, that was uh, cool, yeah, man. Talk about that, that was crazy. Big, big time. So the, uh, with Mid-Ohio coming up, so that's a thing that we are going to be doing. You guys, if you have ever said, I'm thinking about going to Mid-Ohio, this would probably be a good year to go. Uh, I think that, boat one, because COVID's hopefully over by then, and that it'll be, you know, everyone's going to be coming out and crawling out from under their rocks. Last year's was epic. Last year's was great. And it, what happened is I think this year it's going to be epic-er. I heard there's going to be a lot of hot chicks there this year. There's going to be. They're, they're <laughs> flying them in. Uh, right. Honestly, I think there was an uptick last year. And I do, too. Never, I mean, like, it was pretty cool. It yeah, was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It was very cool. <laughs> Creepy John was just giving young girls drinks as they walked by. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to be hospitable. He was being hospitable. You know, women finally start showing up to this thing. Let's make them feel welcome but, and like, you but know, I, think, hey. I think you started a, a tradition now where we're going to have to have the bourbon fairy night yes. absolutely I, I totally agree <laughs> I think it might even involve a costume or something yeah, that might be, yeah. I, I do you think, might you need a cape I think <laughs> the bourbon no I think the bourbon fairy needs wings oh wings I need, right, yeah. I need wings and, <laughs> yeah. and like LED lights <laughs> yeah. and stuff yeah. and I, I am the bourbon fairy I've may come to make your bourbon dreams come true <laughs> I do. I do want to give you guys. a I big would like to get this bike running. Well, come see us tomorrow morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. At seven thirty. Now drink we'll, this. <laughs> we'll grant. We'll grant one wish. <laughs> we'll grant one wish. Yeah. Go talk to the. Go talk to the bourbon fairy. Yeah. Yeah. For that is one. We're extremely excited about this. This is going to be great. Well, then if we're to go that far, you might as well put him in a five-point harness and hang him from something. So he's just staying <laughs> cherry in picker. Here, a little, we'll mount a cherry picker yeah, on a quad more, and just drive around yeah. in, in a leotard. <laughs> oh, no. So do you guys want to hear any uh, feedback we got from our Patreons? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. All right. Here we go, guys. So our friend, uh, again, Dave Osterday. Oh, yeah. Not yesterday. Osterday. 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 Okay, fellas, real content question. Ooh. Ooh. One of my bikes is a 2016 Scout, and we were talking about Indians today because Mm -hmm. we brought back bikes over from the warehouse, and so Sleepy and I did the um, proceed gaily forward, and we rode (laughs) TNT 135s on the freeway. And Steve, what do we know about TNT 135s now? They go exactly 76 miles an hour, no matter what you do. Indicate. <laughs> Indicate. 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 And according right. to my GPS watch, it was 71 MIPH. Okay. So 71, in, 71 actual miles per hour. MIPS. MIPS. Yep. 71 MIPS. But the more important thing is, what keeps you from going any faster? Is it wind resistance? No. Is it uh, ultimate gearing? Mm-mm. No. No, no, no. What is it? It's the rev limiter. The fucking rev limiter. Yep. Steve and I were playing Battle of the Rev Limiters. <laughs> the trick was who could get the bike to almost activate the rev limiter yeah. and then back off one RPM. One. If you could keep one it there, RPM. If you, you could, could keep it from tapping the rev limiter. One curly. Yes, exactly. But one the thing blonde is, one. when you're cruising yeah. that fast, right. if you fuck it you're up, just, around. just like one millimeter, you're at 70. Like you drop exactly. five instantly. The second the rev limiter kicks in, you lose five miles oh, per hour. Yeah. Because we're not dainty little angels. We're not child like no. people cutting through the wind. We are... There a, has to be a, 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 a term for that. It's like velocity with bike. Because I noticed that when I do the Lake Erie Loop. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. You get it singing, and you could get it up to 75, maybe 80, and it was good. That's your overrest. Blip, blip off the yeah. throttle once, and yeah. now you got to work all no, the way. You, you go down to 70, yeah. and you got to fight it all the way back and up. And that's when they say you're not cutting through the wind. You're fucking assaulting it. <laughs> Full frontal assault on the wind at 76 indicated, 70 miles per yeah. hour. Yeah. And it was such a funny thing because I would gain on Steve, and I'd be in a full tuck, cannonball baker, arm behind my back, <laughs> and then just, and instantly on the rev limiter, and st- I would just lose my, pa- I would yep. lose my place. What's that? Ten grand? Ten two. Ten, ten, ten two. Ten two as best as I can tell. Yep. It is. Uh, it that's is, a shame because that bike could go at least ten five. Oh no, that I, bike we, could go at least we twelve. Determined, yeah, yeah, we determined like Easily. it's not even hurting itself yeah. at ten. Yeah, and I mean, mind you, these bikes are completely broken in. Yeah, these bikes are fully serviced and completely broken in. Yep. Yeah. No. No. So we need a new CDI for them. Yeah, we. Do. Well, there is. There's a Bazer. There's a Bazer uh, programmable right. ECU and everything. And yeah. uh, I mean, you know, you can play with everything. It comes with an app, and you can it's, do whatever you want. It's so, cool. so it's probably for the e- economy or what it's spec to. I think that Mostly. the idea would be longevity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I think the idea is longevity. Single cylinder. <laughs> they don't put a rev limiter in there for only one reason. Yeah. There's only one yeah. reason, baby. Yeah. There's only one reason, yeah. and that's to get it through its warranty period. True. True. Right. Because I think if it had no rev limiter, it would make it one week. I think it would be. I think it, everybody, if this bike came with no rev limiter, it would be sixteen thousand RPM valve float and blown up. But you know what yeah. I did learn? Right. Uh, we got passed by a guy with one of those thirty-six inch front wheel Harley's. Like, we did. Bagger a donk. Things, you know? It's called oh. a donk. And there were people on the side of the road. Yeah. And two fucking two gorillas fucking a football got more looks than the fucking yeah. Harley. And we're in, our matching, at us. we're in our matching green livery, so we look basically look like a couple of underdeveloped Triumph Speed triples. We <laughs> looked like we looked like we were just like you know left our honeymoon and we were traveling on our matching bikes. Yes, yes. well over, we just came from the, twist. We just came, we just came from the moped store. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Going to jaunt around. It's going to be wonderful on our little mini bikes. Yes. It's going to be awesome. Dumb and dumber. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was. Yeah. So, it was and the funny thing is, we're ripping down the freeway at you know seventy <laughs> miles an hour, yeah. and. We're in, pa- in rush hour traffic. In rush hour you. traffic, yeah. and we are passing shit. Yes. So we're not like hanging, you know, being safe. No. Uh, we were straight up. If we saw a hole in traffic, we were taking it. And it was so funny because on the on ramp, you, we waited until the third braking marker on the on ramp to get into onto the freeway. So we were like, oh, we're like, we were winning practice. Like the joke was hilarious, but this might as well be a TT course. Yeah. Because the way Steve and I are abusing it. And when we hit the on-ramp for 480, yeah, that was good. we are rev limiter in every single gear. <laughs> like, and the front wheel comes off the ground in first and second and a little bit of third. Nobody's ever caned a 135cc bike harder. No, it was fun. It's a whole new race class. <laughs> yeah. It's the Interstate 480 TT. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's so funny. The TNT. The TNT. TNT. Yeah, the TNT 135. It really was fun. But if we're taking more tomorrow, I forgot the fucking plates on the other bikes. Oh, yeah, it's okay. We have more plates. Yeah, we're fine. (laughs) There are always more plates. And if it's not plates from this shop, it's plates from the last shop or the shop before that. Sure, sure. Nobody cares. No. uh, But it is funny when we get to the warehouse and we're both sitting there and we're 
We're like, got that pulse at about 120 beats per minute. <laughs> and we're sitting there like, God damn, that was fun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and nobody wants to concede, like, concede even when we're pulling into the parking lot of the yeah. warehouse. No. <laughs> so even the arrival into the parking lot of the warehouse is done at 10 It's aggressive, tenths. yeah. It's aggressive. <laughs> it's aggressive. So it was really fun. Well, it's good it? to know that Steve's finally getting to ride the way he wants to ride. Oh, well, on this bike, John, on this particular bike... You don't have to leave anything on the table. How many, how many miles is it from here to there? I don't know. Not like a lot. nine. It might Maybe be eight. Yes, yeah, like nine. Be, yeah, okay, because yeah, I'm, I'm a couple we, blocks from there. Two blocks from there. <laughs> we uh, we, yeah, we like burn the knobs, like you know, like the new knobs. Yeah, right. told you they're, they're yeah, no longer yeah. oh, on the shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These bikes have been properly broken in. Okay, so back to uh, back to Dave Osterday's question. So he's got this 2016 Scout. He's put a thousand miles on it this year. Nice. Okay. I maintained the battery all winter on a tender. I started up once in a while, etc. I had it out one night last week, rode about 90 minutes, somewhere around 50 miles. Everything was great. The next morning, I came out to start the bike, and it acted like a dead battery. Then, completely died. No response, no nothing. At this point, I'm pissed. This is now three years in a row where I've protected the battery all winter, and it <laughs> dies. I, I took it out to try and get a warranty claim on it, which, of course, is a stretch with the 12-month period, yeah. right? And before you ask, yes, it's a Yuasa battery. So the shop load tests the battery. Perfect marks. So maybe it's the starter. Maybe it's in the electrical system. Who knows? So get an appointment to bring the bike in. But, of course, before that day comes, I throw the battery back in the bike, and it starts up beautifully. Mm. I've now put another 100 miles on it or so, and it started it five or six times over. Any ideas what this could be? Should I still have diagnosis performed on the bike? Okay. Let's take you through the basics. First of all, I think the battery always has been good. And I think that what happened is you may have had a not so great connection at one of the terminals. And either it was not fully tightened down, it was like intermittent, or maybe you had the lead for your battery tender was causing a lack of continuity at the terminal. I hate, to, I hate to chase a onesie type thing, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It happened once. You right. put it back in, it's been fine. Right. You almost have to like muscle it out till it happens again. Yeah. And while it's in that state, right. then, then really try, then then try to yep. see. Like, and here's my favorite part of it. He said it. He said, I had it on a tender all winter. I started it up once in a while, et cetera. So, that, so it's working. It's consistent, yeah. right? That would keep the battery alive. I he took to it out and he rode it about 90 minutes. That battery's fully fucking charged. There's no doubt about it. The next morning, I came out to start the bike, and it acted like a dead battery. Well, that, to me, sounds like it could have been a limit switch. or It could be a number of things. Right. Kickstand wasn't up. But kill switch was on. it acted like a dead battery. Uh, yeah. Key, and then it completely died. Ignition switch is right. a little fiddly. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't click yep. quite to on. I'm going to say if his whole display died. But I have to think, as soon as it didn't start, he turned it off and turned it on a couple times Wait, and tried it again. I have a question. Right. Um, is, did he put it back on the tender overnight, and then it worked? Mm -hmm. Because... Maybe he's got a bad charging system, and so when he's riding it, it's killing the battery. Mm -hmm. But then when well, he got that, home, he put it on the tender. Exactly right. It, it put enough juice. So here's how you do it. So go to Harbor Freight with a coupon for a free voltmeter. Meter, yeah. <laughs> and if they don't have the coupon for the free voltmeter anymore, <laughs> you spend bucks. the five dollars and buy one. <laughs> that voltmeter is literally all you need to do to check your battery. Yeah. So then take your side panel off uh, and test the battery sitting there. So take it off the battery tender. It should be at least 12 and a half volts. 
Or you, you can just use your battery tenderly to check it right there. Yeah, yeah, check, check it up. Yep. Or and see if it's running. It, wouldn't it be about thirteen eight or something if it was well, running? So this is what we're, yes, this is exactly right. So we're going to check it static. We're yeah. going to check it just sitting there, nothing turned on, whatever. So you're going to go up. You're going to use your battery meter, your voltmeter. You're going to hook it up to the voltmeter. Voltmeter should be twelve and a half or better. Twelve point three would be the right. That number. would be where you don't anything see. under twelve would be a problem. Exactly. Yep, yep. So now you know you're starting with a number, and that number remember it because it's going to come into play in about a minute and a half. So now you remember whatever number it is. Let's say for the sake of John's thing, it's 12.32. So it's 12.32, yay. Start the bike up. Okay, now the bike is sitting there idling. Now you should have your battery terminal leads. Go and touch them to the terminals again on your uh, voltmeter. And now look at it. Is it saying 12.7? That's a good sign. That means when the bike is idling, it's charging. Yay. Right, right. Okay, now rev the bike up a little bit. And when you rev the bike up a little bit, it should go up, and it may go as high as 14.5 to 14.7 volts. Okay, so if it, it goes above 14.7, you've got a problem. Yeah. Um, it won't look this way, but you have a problem. But if you rev that thing a little bit, your voltmeter should show around 14 volts. You don't want to see 16 or exactly. something like that. That's right. overcharging. Now, That's unregulated. If you look down and it shows 12.2, now you've got a problem. Yeah. So when the bike is idling, you're getting a decent charge or a little bit of a charge. But when you're revving the bike, you're actually losing Not energy. charging. You're yep. using yep. electricity. Yep. So when the bike is in its idle circuit, you're getting, volt, you're getting voltage regulator function. But when you rev it up a little bit, then that's a blown diode in your voltage regulator. And now your voltage regulator is not regulating at full chat. So that's time for a new voltage regulator. Now, all that can be tested in your driveway with a $5 multimeter. Well, the other thing, too, is yeah. you can have the voltmeter hooked to it and hit yep. the starter button yep. and make sure it doesn't go below 10 volts when it's turning right. over. That's a, that's a very right. good yeah, right. it's a very good tip. If it goes below 10 volts, yep. it's probably a weak, weak battery. The, if it drops to like 4 or 5 volts, then you know you've got a weak battery on your hands. And if the battery's a couple of years old, he said the battery's a year old. A year, yeah. Right? <clears throat> um, and I believe in Uasas. I They are a pretty good battery, I think, still. Well, he does say this is... He said, so, you know, I've put about 1,000 miles on it here, but he did say... Um, he does not say that the battery's a year old. He says that this, this similar symptom has happened three years in a row. And he did say, you know, this is now three years in a row where I've protected the battery all winter and it dies. So I would say it is a good idea to clean those terminals because especially after winter, if you've had a battery tender on, there is oxidation because you are pulsing the battery. So you could very well just have a bad connection. And that connect, that is a very clear symptom love what you said an oxidized terminal not making great contact will give you the exact symptoms you've described where it's very weak and then it goes fucking flat but then you take the battery out and you test it and the battery's fine so that's just dirty fucking terminals clean that shit up and put some lube on them. you know put some grease on them. dielectric grease dielectric yeah dielectric grease on them. it's uh, you know you don't need to go to the sex store for that shit what do you think about this steve i already said what i thought yeah okay but the 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 shop the shop load tested. No, I just said. Yeah. The shop, I, mean, I think it's yeah. either a terminal, it's right. a terminal or a, or a limit switch. Right. I mean. And I also if think the battery's that, good. The battery's good. And I like the fact that he says he put another hundred miles on it and he started it five or six times over, which tells me, yeah, you had a bad connection and now you don't anymore. Right. Because one of the funny things is people will complain about this every year at the shop. We hear this in the springtime. They'll be like, yeah, I took my battery, I, I pulled the battery out to test it. And then when I put it back in, the symptom went away. I was like, because when you put it back in, you cleaned the terminals. The, the yeah. one other thing could right. be a bridge plate. It could be. If yeah. you had a bridge plate, yeah. and that's it, would give, it would give him that. And then when he moved it, the yeah. bridge broke, or like the bridge. 
So uh, he cleared the bridge. What's so Steve, so yeah. some things to take note of if it happens again right. is when you turn the key on, is your dash lighting up? Mm-hmm. If your dash is lighting up, but you're just not getting any starty start, right. that could actually go to your solenoid or something right. like that, where yep. it's a good battery and it's getting electrons to everywhere it's supposed to, but when you hit your starter button, it's not the solenoid's either not clicking That's or right. it's clicking and not making contact. Exactly. Or you're not making and, a limit someplace. Well, and then are, there are also, like on my Triumph, um, there's notorious that the actual power runs through the key. All the power to the bike runs through the key, and That's it's right. known to burn out. Yep. Well, and also check that your wiring and also your, your harness for your tender is zip-tied, that it's not dangling, you're pulling straight from the battery or whatever it's coming from, because the fact that you're charging it and non-charging it and moving shit around and the vibration of the bike, make yeah, sure that all the cables are zip-tied down and yep. just make sure that it's not... All those little ring connectors dangling. act like wrenches yep. Yep. if you tug on them. Yep, yep. And today, oh, Sleepy and I went. Giggity. Sleepy and I went to the sh- warehouse today to bring back some bikes, and one of the bikes we brought back was a 750 Shadow. <laughs> the worst bike I've ever ridden. Three, I don't know. Three stars, <laughs> dude. It was like a marshmallow with a pogo stick attached to it. I've been riding on a moon shadow. <laughs> Seriously, and then the clutch. Moon the clutch shadow, is nothing, shadow. nothing, 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 nothing. I'll go. <laughs> like there's like there's no slipping. There's the, fric- no, the friction zone is about a millimeter. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah, it's just. And it's, you know, we all know the Shadow. We, we can all talk up at l- great lengths about the Shadow 750. Wheeling and jumping on a moon <laughs> shadow. And I took, I, I, chose, I chose wisely. I took the Vulcan 800 Drifter, yeah. which I love. And I love that bike. And I love it a lot. I'll tell you this, though. That bike has never gone that fast in its yeah, entire it's life. life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did. We got maximum chooch out of that bike today. The, uh, the Vulcan... The Vulcan got proper Italian tune-up today. Dude, you did. There was like a black smoke screen behind you. Oh, you shit. Hit the ass. No, so much. I, I, the bike is like six and a half pounds lighter now, and it was all carbon. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the, valve- owner, the owner, who we all know and love and appreciate, <laughs> right. only goes to like 2,000 RPMs. Right. Like, it's a diesel. I swear to God, <laughs> giant, giant valve-shaped cookies came out of the motor. <laughs> <laughs> The giant valve-shaped rings of carbon yeah. were just escaping out of the muffler. Uh, and, it's, and it's like, it's such a fun bike. Did you see when you yeah. went under the bridge and it backfired, the dude that hit so the So you deck? know I did that, right? Yeah, you deceled and So, I, so I, I hit the kill switch because we oh. were going under that bridge. <laughs> so we, I, was, I was in it to win it. And I had about, I don't know, I had something like 47,000 RPM on because there's no tax. So you get yeah. to say whatever you want. And uh, so... I was. I knew we were coming to the bridge, and I was like, "This is going to be awesome." Take it to the bridge. Take it to the bridge, and I knew Steve was the perfect range behind me. Yeah. So I I whipped it up and then rode the kill switch the whole way into the bridge. Let it load up right, nice. Let it load up nice, and right in the middle of the bridge, I dropped the kill switch out and threw that spark back into that fire pit, and it just boomed like a mortar went off. Dude, the dude hit the ground. The guy dropped. <laughs> this dude dropped to his knees. He thought somebody had just shot him with a Barrett Light Fifty. The sound was massive. I used to, I used to do that with my, my FJ60. Yeah. And the one day I did it, the muffler opened oh, up like this. <laughs> and the muffler was like a flat piece of metal. Like a cartoon cigar? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I had a 68 Chevy. It was like straight yeah. pipe cherry bombs on yeah. it. And we have this really steep t- hill going yeah. down through town. And I'd just do it like 20 times. Yeah. I would, 
Boom, bang, boom, bang, boom, bang. When I got when I got Steve with it, I look I looked back in the mirror. As soon as I hit as soon as I threw the spark back at it, I knew it was gonna happen. And it went bang louder than I thought it was gonna yeah, bang, honestly. Good. And I looked Steve and Steve Steve's just watching that dude and that guy was like seriously, he thought he thought there was a hate crime. Yeah. yeah. PTSD just yeah. kicked in. Yeah, kicked in. Yeah, right. So dude. that was very funny. Yeah, that was um, funny. So uh, so, uh, Diano Cherko uh, said, uh, I don't know if John can read this. You want me to read this? Go ahead. Can you read it? I'm going to have to get up for I'll, this. I'll go ahead and read it. Go I'll ahead. read it. Yeah. You asked for it. John, you're the CL360 the podcast. Oh. <laughs> Ops. Uh, he's got a really <laughs> camp chain. <laughs> Obsolete the minute you were produced with top-end lubricating problems. <laughs> At least Honda issued a recall and realized its mistake after two years. Thank you. Sleepy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Will somebody please put you on a boat. There's got to be a way to make you age, i.e. grow up faster. <laughs> That's impossible, man. Grumpy sewer guy. Oh, shit. You hired a CL360 in a world perfectly capable CB350s. <laughs> <laughs> As should be expected from a guy whose garage sounds like the land of misfit toys. Yeah, well, that's good. And it is. Yeah. Chris, a genius? <laughs> really? Was the drifter not pretendy enough for you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good. Perfect. Oscar. Oh, no. <laughs> like I tell my kids, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. <laughs> it doesn't look good. <laughs> Phil, you're the corn that makes the shit float. <laughs> but my real beef with you isn't even motorcycle related. Neither is your podcast half the time. It's the 3,000 pounds of 69 Econ line that's planted in my yard, depressing real estate values for four blocks. I drove by the thing for years as it sat sinking into some other fool's yard. Then one day I drove by listening to the podcast and you said something about yours. I stupidly took it as a sign. From who, I'll never know. But there it is now in my yard, scaring children and lowering real estate agents. <laughs> who am I kidding? I love that ugly pop-topping bastard. Someday I'll bring it by so you can enjoy the shimmer, you can enjoy the shimmer of type F in your parking lot. <laughs> nice. Don't worry, it'll be a long while before she's able to make it from Maine to Ohio. Oh, I actually really oh he's a maniac. The, he's a maniac. I actually really enjoy the podcast. Thanks for a few laughs and some motorcycle insight. <laughs> Diano, a Patreon from way back. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. That was good. P.S. Somebody decided I needed to attend a conference in Cleveland in August. Oh. That person does not work for me. Maybe I'll stop by if the air conditioning is working. I'll call first. Nice. If you ever make it to Maine, let me know. Cool. Well done. Yeah, yeah well, well, well done. done. Yeah, that we love good. that. Wamba, so. wamba. <laughs> I like it. So on that, I think it's safe that we should tell folks that it's time to ride fast. And take, and take, take chances. chances.